The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Mike, you want to learn how to love your life? How to enjoy it more? Yes. I want to know, how do I come to love my life? The fact that I'm alive, I don't think I ever have. And that seems to be kind of a fundamental starting point for a happy life. Okay. So uh, can you give me just a few details of where you're at now, maybe just two or three sentences? Yes, I'm in my early 30s. I've got a career. I'm thinking about transitioning to a different career that I'm hoping I will like more. Um, I've experienced fleeting moments of happiness in my life, but nothing that's been very long-term. Okay. I've been pretty riddled with anxiety and... What's the core of the anxiety? Um, a lot of it is the fear of others pleasing them, what they might think of me if they discovered who I really was, what I really thought, um, fear of confrontation. Okay. So what is it that you're thinking or who are you that you're afraid to expose to people? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm i gay. I've accepted that, but that was traumatic as a kid growing up. Okay. Um, kind of a goofy guy deep down, and I'm I've always tried to put up a front like I'm very serious and so you're you're living at odds with yourself. You feel like the world wants you to be other than you actually are, and your strategy is to try to cater to them mm-hmm. the, the them meaning just a global mass of eyes peering in on you, right? Mm-hmm. What if you uh were willing to just gently? run some experiments and challenge that and allow your, yourself in some situations to be a little more goofy, to come out and say what you mean. Mm-hmm. And go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. And to, uh, you know, to value yourself. I mean, partly... The gay issue is is one thing, and that definitely sets up the dynamics that it's not the cultural norm. So you've mm-hmm. got a battle on that end. But how you ad- adopt that really matters. And if you feel at ease with yourself, comfortable with yourself, and you're not questioning it, uh, assuming there's nothing to question, assuming that you are... Uh, peacefully at ease with the same-sex partner rather than a, um, a heterosexual partner, then that's, if you're at ease, nobody can hurt you. I mean, they can say mean things, but it would be like someone saying to me, Ellen, you're a shrink. Shrinks are all jerks. They're all idiots. They don't know what the heck they're talking about. And I know who I am. 
And so I hear their comment and say, think, oh, how unfortunate that they hold that view. Maybe they've had some bad experiences. That's not who I am. They're not seeing me. Yeah, I think I am pretty much at ease with that aspect of my life. <clears throat> okay, so where is the fear of others uh, and the need to please them coming in? Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Okay, so where is the fear of others uh, and the need to please them coming in? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I, were your parents that type of... Did they have a parenting style that you just felt like embarrassed coming home if you weren't perfect? No, no, not really. Yeah? I'm just afraid of the... I mean, I get very uncomfortable feeling when I feel like I'm going to do something that I don't think someone else is going to like. Okay. That was my question. The reason I asked a question earlier is, are you going to do something that violates someone's rights? Are you going to steal, cheat, lie, manipulate, defraud? No, no. So what type of thing would you be doing that someone may not like? Um, disagree with them politically. Uh, okay, that's... <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I work in a religious environment, and I'm an atheist, so I feel like I could never be that. Okay, so I you I can never be myself. I have to put up fronts for everybody. Okay, so you feel like a fish out of water. Um Partly, it's knowing what your atheism is based on. Of course, some people connect atheism with paganism and all, you know, communism and everything bad, Satan and the rest. There's also a rational moral code, and that has where you can uh, not believe in God, but that doesn't tell you what you what a person does believe in. And if you have a rational moral code where honesty and integrity and independence, you know, thinking for yourself, justice, productivity, and basically being rational is your guide, then you can just use that as your as your basis for connecting with people and just sidestep their, you know, whatever their irrational beliefs, they, they're free to have them, they just can't impose them on you, and you don't have to fake that you have those views. Yeah. Um, but connect with what you value in other people, because I know for myself, I'm friendly with all sorts of people um, from all, all walks of life, and they have differing views, and we connect better the closer we are, obviously. Um, but that doesn't mean that I would ditch a person who is say it has a reli different religion or a, a religion at all you know that mm -hmm. I'm not going to ditch them I'm going to uh, enjoy what I enjoy with them and we can have good conversations so we can choose not to base the relationship on heavy political talk 
Um, the more you know how to defend yourself politically, meaning the more you ground your thoughts in reality, the better for you. Um, what I would recommend is my book with Ed Locke, The Selfish Path to Romance. It's at selfishromance.com. And we have a whole section on making yourself lovable and communication skills that would help you own your own life much more and not feel like you're at odds with the world. Listen, thank you so much for your call, Mike. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Is this for me? This is lovely. Well, I'm glad you like it, because I picked it all up myself. I don't know if I can accept this. Why not? Because you spent far too much. All right, well, then I'll take a couple of things back. Wait, not that one. Daphne, would you please just take the damn basket? What are you getting so cross about? Well, why? You can give me a gift, but I'm not allowed to give you one back. Oh, so that's the only reason you gave me this? Yeah, that's the way it works. And that gift giving, I have said, is tricky business, and it certainly is, because we all have different interpretations. I often feel very good when I give someone a gift. Many times if someone gives me a gift, I feel sometimes inadequate. Why didn't I give them a gift? Or, you know, we question ourselves, is it real? Is it a good enough gift? Did they really like it? Or are they just saying it? We don't anticipate that people will tell the truth because sometimes we don't tell the truth. And, and that comes back to bite us in the butt. So what is the best uh, approach with gifts is just being, be valuing yourself uh, knowing when it's appropriate to get a gift. Uh, if someone's giving you a gift and you think they're trying to buy you off, it's okay to say, I can see how much effort you put into this and I'm feeling uncomfortable with it. It's fine to say something like that. The dynamics of gift bring up the dynamic, gift giving, bring up the dynamics of a relationship in general. And the more you can keep things honest, respectful, fun, uh, loving, the better. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. The experience of shared sexual pleasure is important because it greatly strengthens the bond between partners as long as there's a bond to strengthen. Sex can reinforce romantic love, but it cannot create closeness from thin air. It is the expression of love, not its cause. Sex cannot create self-esteem that is lacking in one or both partners. As a celebration, sex expresses self-value, but it cannot fill the void of non-self-value. Lack of sex or unsatisfying sex often undermines a romantic relationship by weakening the existing bond between partners. Sexual dissatisfaction can undermine feelings of closeness and intimacy and send the relationship on a downward spiral that spreads far beyond sex, especially when one or both partners' frustration and anger leads to progressively less sexual satisfaction for both. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com.